This is Songwriter's Room, and I'm your host, Tomoko. Today's guest is Patrick Hogan. Hailing from California, Patrick Hogan is a pianist, composer, arranger, and singer-songwriter. He is currently working at Las Vegas Bellagio's Mayfair Supper Club as their principal pianist. He's also studying for a master's degree in jazz and commercial music at UNLV. He has won the Downbeat Student Music Awards for Best Solo in 2018. Anybody who sees him perform can instantly recognize his immense talent. And I predict that he will be the next Harry Connick Jr. So I am proud to have this young and gifted new star on my show. Can I get a whoop whoop? <laughs> so ladies and gents, please welcome Patrick Hogan! taste of you and maybe later sing at the same time too because sure, yeah. beautiful yeah. voice and the songwriting skills is amazing thank you welcome so you started right. working professionally at the very young age right right yeah um so i've i've been playing piano since about age 10 uh mm -hmm. so i'm 24 now uh so i've been playing since about 2006 2007 uh, and I started working professionally shortly afterwards. I would say around age 13 or 14, uh, I started uh, uh, getting some work uh, through the Monterey Jazz Festival's education program. They got me, they got me some of my first jobs. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I've, I've been very fortunate to, to do this and make money at it for uh, half my life or a little bit more. So uh, it's been a blessing. So you both worked in California and Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I was raised in California. Uh, I was born in Monterey and raised uh, most of my life in San Juan Batista, which is in the general vicinity. Um, and I moved here to Las Vegas in 2017. Uh, but I, uh, like I said, I, I uh, had a lot of freelance experience working in California already through um, late middle school and high school. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, and, then, and then here, I've been fortunate to, to work even more. So, what would you say the difference between the music scene in Las Vegas and California? Hmm, that's, an interesting, that's an interesting point. I would say that, that in California, my experience, uh, uh, one thing is, it's, it sounds silly and, and obvious, but uh, here everything is sort of contained in the valley. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, 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 I haven't ventured outside of Las Vegas very much at all to work since I, I moved here. I've done, um, I've gone to Laughlin a few times to work, but mm. everything's kind of localized here. Whereas my area in California, um, I, the, the radius in which yes. I worked was much larger. Um, I did things in Monterey. I did some things in San Jose. I did some things in San Francisco. I did some things in Carmel, which is 
you know, practically part of Monterey, but still it's technically separate. Um, and uh, uh, so that's one thing is that it's not as contained to one specific area. Mm -hmm. um, the gigging is obviously way different. I mean, obviously Las Vegas just by its nature has all the show gigs and the casino showrooms and stuff like that. Um, so what I did in California was very often, you know, I played for people at parties, I played for, um, for events. Uh, and, uh, sometimes I would be fortunate enough to, you know, play in, in, in like a, a club setting of some sort, but, um, neither area has a whole hell of a lot of clubs. I mean, I mean, San Francisco and is, is a little bit different for that. San Francisco has venues for that, but, uh, San Jose, for instance, only has one or two things that I guess would qualify as jazz clubs. Mm -hmm. Um, Monterey only has uh, a handful of venues like that. So in that, in that respect, they're not totally dissimilar, but it's, it's a different kind of gig that you're playing here. By the way, you look so handsome today because I'm so used to seeing you with glasses on. And you oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a recent change. I'll, I'll haul out the glasses later to, to be able to see music. <laughs> but you look so handsome. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. What are you running right now for a master's degree? So the degree, uh, uh, there's some things that come with a degree uh, that everybody gets. So everybody gets, you know, uh, training in theory and, and uh, stuff like that. Uh, everybody has to do a little conducting um, and things of that nature. Um, and then depending on what your interest is, you can kind of focus on certain things. Mm. So whereas we all get music history and, and theory, uh, a special interest of mine at school has been... Um, arranging an orchestration. Uh, so I'm able to focus on that a little bit more. I take private lessons that is specifically for writing. Mm. Uh, uh, and in fact, when I did my, um, my bachelor's degree, the bachelor's degree, you pick a focus in either composition or performance. And I, my focus was in composition. So that kind of tools the degree a little bit uh, in that direction. Uh, so uh, uh, this semester I've got my usual writing lessons um, I'm doing a, 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 it's called bibliography, but it's specifically, instead of like most bibliography courses that people take when they're taking intro, uh, English, uh, this is specifically about music. So it's basically just, you know, knowing how to use the music library better and, and uh, getting sources, stuff like that. It's like, you know, most biblio classes, except it's music. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, uh, I've got the, um, a class that Dave Loeb teaches, jazz keyboard and arranging. That's uh, sort of an eclectic sort of a thing. It's, uh, it's a weekly thing where everybody meets and we talk about tunes and present new tunes, new arrangements, um, which is even more fun when there's not a pandemic on because uh, you actually get to do it in person. Uh, but um, uh, that's some of the stuff that I'm working on right now. But the big focus for me is always, uh, in school anyway, is always um, uh, arranging. An orchestration so that's that's always the uh the thing that every everything kind of revolves around i suppose so it's kind of co collaboration with other students or sometimes um uh we we play in ensembles and combos uh, uh so we get collaborative stuff that way and as far as the writing goes uh, uh sometimes that is collaborative like uh the trio that i play in um the honors trio uh, we've done collaborative arrangements, uh, but other times, like for instance, for uh, the big band, 
somebody will just bring a chart in. And then at that point, it becomes a collaborative effort because it becomes a matter of uh, uh, the big band interpreting it. Uh, but the, the, the process of actually writing it and putting it down on paper is really up to whoever's bringing the chart in, if it's me or one of the trumpet players or whoever. So who's yeah. your professor of songwriting? I, I, study, I study writing with Julian Tanaka. Uh, and I've been very fortunate uh, to study with him the entire time I've been here at UNLV. Uh, he's absolutely marvelous. One of the most brilliant teachers I've ever had. Wow. Uh, and I know he's, he's taught me a lot um, in, in really a relatively short space of time. Give us one tip, a songwriting tip. From him? One of the things, one of the things that uh, uh, he was actually just talking about this. Um, and he was, he was sort of speaking from the standpoint of interpreting songs, but it, it, uh, it's also something that we talked about related to writing songs, which is consider what the, the, uh, the essence of a song is, uh, what the important salient things, and this goes for arranging too, like, like what is, there's different ways you could put it, like what's the vibe of this, what's the main, what makes this song itself? What about the melodic characteristics, the harmonic characteristics is most important and will stand out to the listener, whether they know it or not. Um, and I'm kind of embellishing what what um, what he would say. I'm kind of putting my own words to it. Uh, but uh, uh, that and 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 uh, making sure that there's a sort of a common thread. Like, is the bridge related to what you got before it? Like, does it feel like there's two separate songs here? That's that's a simple that's a simple thing. Uh, but it's also it also ties into that whole thing where like you know you're trying to you're trying to say what makes this song itself is there like does it feel cohesive does it feel like one proper composition right mm -hmm. uh and that's uh it's it's a surprisingly profound question uh and uh i try to keep it uh, keep it in mind often but uh, uh and then there's you know many other things that he's he's talked about and a lot of what we've talked about has been from the um arranging standpoint but it's it's all composition it's all it's all tied together so who is your biggest influence as a writer or as a performer? Both. I would say, okay, I'll, I'll, break, I'll break it up for you because I, I would say that at this point I have so many influences depending on what I'm doing that like right. I can pick out big important ones depending on what hat I'm wearing that day. Right. Um, as a piano player, uh, I would say I'm influenced most by Oscar Peterson, Ahmad Jamal, uh, and Red Garland. Uh, all marvelous piano players. Uh, as a, uh, a singer, I would say it's always uh, Sinatra first and foremost. Mm. Uh, and also names like Mel Torme and Nat King Cole. Um, some, uh, um, some women as well, uh, like Peggy Lee, Diana Krall. Um, as a writer, that's interesting. Because the writing aspect from an influence standpoint, it's less clear cut. But a lot of what I write these days um, with uh, lyrics and all, uh, ends up drawing from the Great American Songbook tradition uh, and from names like Kahn and Van Heusen, um, maybe a little Lerner and Lowe. Uh, I think uh, occasionally I draw from, um, more than occasionally, actually, I think I draw a lot from Henry Mancini, um, a little from Neil Hefty, not, not only in... Um, composition but in arranging arranging and then that's that's a whole nother thing because as far as arranging goes there's names like nelson riddle billy may 
uh, Ralph Carmichael, uh, uh, Mancini and Hefty again. Yeah, there's there's really you know I depending on what hat I'm wearing that day, what I'm what I'm working on that day, I'm drawing from different people. Fantastic. So let's get to the juice uh, songwriting. So can you pick one of your original tunes and demonstrate how you wrote yeah, it? Yeah, sure, of course. So what's the name of the song? Okay, so this is a recent thing uh, that I just come up with. It's called The Spark, S-P-A-R-K. How did you come up with the idea of the song? Uh, that for years and years and years, I didn't write uh, lyrics very much at all. Um, which is in keeping with the fact that I haven't been singing for the entire time that I've been a musician. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, before I got really serious about that, I was, an, you know, just an instrumentalist. I was uh, very focused on straight ahead jazz, bop, hard bop, um, a little post bop, uh, stuff like Bill Evans and uh, you know, things like that. Um, and I wrote a lot, but it was all instrumental things. Um, and I would occasionally think about taking a crack at lyrics, but I wasn't singing. So, it, you know, <laughs> I didn't often have like the impetus to do it. Mm -hmm. And then when I got serious about singing, gradually I started thinking about it more. And now it's something that I've become very, very interested in. And a majority of what I write these days has lyrics. Uh, so the process is different for something with words for me, because with the instrumental thing, you know, it could just, it, you know, the, the process is even more open-ended. But with the lyrics, uh, the first thing I usually look for is a title, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, I usually have to have a, uh, it's, it's not been like 100%, you know, constant. But usually the process is I have to have a strong title. Mm -hmm. uh, because that will in turn give me an idea for what the story is going to be. Because basically we're constructing stories in about 32 bars, right? Me too, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then writing, writing poetry about those stories. But uh, the spark, uh, it's, it, I, I had the idea, oh, well, I'll do a tune about, since, you know, it's, it, a lot of this is, you know, very great American songbook inspired, so it's songs about love and relationships. Uh, and I thought, oh, I'll do a tune about, uh, you know, the, the spark and what makes a, relation, a relationship between two people something uh, that actually is a relationship instead of something platonic, right? Mm. Uh, the spark, as it were. I like uh, that. Uh, so, and then the next step very often for me uh, it's this is this is less frequent than than needing that that title to give me the idea. But sometimes once I've got the title, then I'll hear how the title might be phrased in a musical context, which is a little unusual. But but really, like sometimes, like I'll have no I I might not have very much idea at all what's going to be built around it. But I know oh when it gets to the part in the tune where the name of the song comes in, this is kind of how it's going to sound. And that doesn't always happen. Sometimes I have to start from the beginning. But in this case, in this particular case, I had the idea, oh, okay, so the spark. So yada, 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 let's say, but it's not love or something like that. If it hasn't got the spark. Okay, so I can build on that. Okay, so then the next, the next uh, uh, phase in the process um, so a lot of people, uh, since I started doing the lyric thing, a lot of people have asked me, okay, well, do you write the melody first or do you write the lyrics first? Right. Uh, and the answer is, uh, I actually have done and have tried and continue to do both. And also, so there's, there's basically three ways of doing it to my mind. Right. You can write the tune first, you can write the lyrics first, or you can do both at the same, time. At the same time. I've tried yeah. all three um, yeah. and, and it, I don't really have 
a favorite out of those. Right. I just, it depends on what I feel like and what happens with my thought process. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you end up doing some combination of those. Like you, you know, you write out, okay, I have a strong melody for an A section. You do that. And uh, 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 then you find that the bridge isn't coming as easily. So you start working on the words for the A section and then you get to the bridge and you do both simultaneously. Like you start mixing and matching these, yes. these approaches. Um, so with this tune, I remember I had, like I said, I had that, okay, I, I know that this is gonna be the, the, the point where the, the song title comes into the lyric. The next thing I did was I, I finished the, the melody for the A section. I filled in the blanks before that. So I knew it was gonna go. <laughs> If I recall correctly, um, I don't remember. I don't remember everything exactly about the writing of this tune because uh, the story uh, around writing it is kind of funny. I had these ideas for it that I had sketched out, but I didn't finish it until I was working uh, very late in the night to finish arrangements for a uh, a video thing that I was doing, um, and I uh, uh, was worried that I was going to need an extra song, and I wanted it to be an original. Um, and uh, I have a whole gang of originals uh, that I could have used, but I felt like I wanted a sort of a specific thing. And I thought, oh, there was that thing that I was working on. I'd like to finish that right now. So I finished it up. And if I recall correctly, what I did is I had the, um, uh, the A sections and I started sketching out the lyrics to those. And then kind of like how I was saying how you can combine the, the, the methods of doing this. For the bridge, the bridge was more in tandem where I was writing the words and, and, the, mel and the, the, the musical part more or less at the same time. So that was the process of doing it. Um, and then the final thing after I, okay, I have the bridge, I have my A sections. All through the process, sometimes I'm tinkering with the lyrics. I go back and say, eh, this could be a little bit better. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute uh, because the way that the lyrics are constructed is, is uh, a process in and of itself. Um, but then I figured, okay, well, this could probably use a verse and the ver verses, I usually, I sometimes I start with, with a verse and then get to the meat of the song. Other times I tack it on afterwards. Um, and in this case, I, I did it afterwards. And those, I usually write those, uh, the words and music together. That's just usually how it happens. So all told, it's got uh, a, uh, I think the verse is about 16 bars, give or take. Uh, and then it's a... a, a Eight, eight, sixteen, eight. So it's a, it's a long form. So then, as far as writing the words go, uh, that's always kind of an interesting process because uh, I try to write lyrics that are interesting. I'm not I'm not really too concerned with saying something that's already been said using words that have already been used. Mm -hmm. Like there's a whole there's a long history of songs like this in this style, and I would prefer to do something that's set apart. So there's nothing wrong with covering subject matter that's similar to something else. But if you're going to do that, have something new to say about it, or at least pick some new language for the singer to sink his or her teeth into, right? And the other thing that usually gets tinkered with during the process is uh, where the emphasis is going to lie with the lyric. Sometimes it can't be helped, but, uh, and this is, you know, if there are any songwriters out there, then I'm, I'm preaching to the choir if you already know about this. <laughs> uh, but, but 
one of the things that I try to remain concerned about is, you know, making sure that the emphasis points, the accents in the music line up with the way that you would accent the language. Um, and sometimes you break the rule because, you know, you know that you want the poetry to be a certain thing and the song is a certain way and you don't want to change either of them. And so you kind of throw up your hands and say, eh, it's fine this time. But generally speaking, try to uh, make sure that everything lines up so that it's naturalistic, uh, even though it's, you know, it's, it's poetry. So it's always going to be a little bit uh, poetic, but uh, that's, that's another concern that I have. Um, I went on a bit of a tangent there. I hope you don't mind, but uh, yeah, that's, that was, the, that's the usual process that I have for writing these things. Okay. Can I hear the whole song? Yeah, love to. I haven't played it that much. <laughs> so I'll, I would love to do it. I get a chance to play it for somebody. Let's see. One of them. You come to me and you ask how to tell if the things that you feel are real. Is your romance built to last? Does it pass the test? I'm not exactly the first guy you ought to be asking. But if there's one little takeaway I can pass on, common sense tells me that this is it. She finds you handsome, you think she's lovely. It's no good if it hasn't got the spark. Conversation might be delightful. It's just talk if it hasn't got the spark. And no one knows just what that spark might be. A strange unknown that makes you jump. It puts the click in clicking and the kick in a kicking. It's a kind of propulsion that hits with the force of a jet. She might seem perfect, you might seem soothing, but it's not love. If it hasn't got the spark, if it hasn't got the spark, if it hasn't got the spark. Oh, the chords are beautiful at the end too. Beautiful, awesome, thank you so much. My pleasure, hope you liked it. Oh, okay, so this is gonna be the last question. Sure. What would you see yourself doing 10 years from now? What I want to do most is be able to combine uh, all of the, the disparate uh, musical interests that I have. Be, to be able to, I, I, was, I was making a, uh, a metaphor earlier about, you know, what hat I'm wearing that day as a musician. Uh, and there's really three things uh, that are bundled into that. So I enjoy playing my instrument, piano, uh, singing, and then writing, which is a dual thing. Writing for me is both composition and arranging um, yeah. slash orchestration. Yeah. What I'd like to be able to do is combine all three of those things 
uh, in a career, uh, leading the projects, leading the bands, and uh, performing my music in addition to interpretations of uh, standards and things like that. Um, like so, Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, and and he, you know, for instance, you know, he plays, he sings, he he writes tunes, you know, he does all those things. So I'd like to have that kind of a career. Um, I, you know, it's it's difficult to get to the point where you can just, you know, make a whole gang of records with studio orchestras and things like that. But that's what I, that's my my goal in mind. And yeah. of course, up to that. But uh, that's what I'd like to be doing is is combining all of those interests, writing for large groups, writing new tunes, singing, playing, doing all those things uh, at the same time. And uh, uh, for now, um, I'm uh, I'm happy to be uh, doing what I'm doing. I have a good job at the Mayfair at Bellagio. It's a it's a wonderful gig. Um, so I always uh, continue honing my craft and uh, working towards the point where I can uh, be performing. Uh, my music and and uh, writing for bands and all that, all those good things. So it's an ongoing process. Yes, always great. Thank you so much. So people can find you on YouTube. I know that you're working on a. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm working towards. Right at the moment, um, my online presence is somewhat diminished. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I've got a website in the works, uh, some video stuff for YouTube. Um, at the moment, I'm not very active online. Um, right now, that's intentional because I'm waiting until I can do it the right way. I, I don't. I yes. want to do it the way that I want to do it. Yes. Uh, so that's all forthcoming very soon. Like you say, you know, uh, God willing, by the time this episode comes out, I'll have some nice links for you. Yes. Thank you so much to be on my show today, Patrick. My pleasure. And until we meet again, sayonara. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>